Alright, this is Dr. Bob and Clutch. I'm Clutch. I'm Dr. Bob. Not a lot to talk about this week. No. Not no. a lot in the sports world, at least. No, there's there's not. Usually, usually you start out the podcast every week by saying, <laughs> lots to talk about this week. <laughs> and not the case this week. Um, so we're not going to talk about sports that much. We aren't. Um, but, I mean, there is a lot to talk about elsewhere. It, there always is. Yeah. Uh, one of the, the big things this week for me... I'm really excited about it. I haven't seen it yet. Inception came out. I did see it the other day. Alright, um, no spoilers or anything. Give me a little rundown. How good was it? Um, incredible. For sure the best movie I've seen since The Dark Knight. It's by the same director, yeah? Yeah, Chris Nolan. Um, hey, pipe down, Lou. Yeah, come on, Lou. Damn. Um, yeah, for sure the best movie I've seen since The Dark Knight. It, I'm gonna have to see it again at least one more time, but just as it stands right now, I mean it's right up there, top. As of right now, top five movies I've ever seen. It, it brought in a lot of money. Yeah, brought in this in its opening weekend brought in right over sixty mil. I think its budget was one hundred and sixty mil. Okay, but I mean it'll, it'll make that up, no question. Um, I mean. Why? Why did it make so much money? I, I, did it have a big marketing campaign? It, it do we know? did, but it was it was kind of a weird marketing campaign. Like all the trailers, looking back on it, they were really short. Didn't tell you a whole lot. I don't know. I think it was just a. It's a good timing situation. There's not a lot of movies out. I mean, yeah, you've got you know your Steve Carell movies like yeah, Dinner with Schmucks and Despicable Me and all this other I'm, stuff. I'm past Steve Carell right now. I am too. I mean, I like the guy, but. Yeah, whatever. I, I, can, I, I can take him or leave him. I think a big reason that the movie Inception has done so well and will continue to do well is because it has a pretty pretty decent cast, including Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the reason I think. I, I think people saw from the director of Dark Knight and they saw that Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be in it. And he hasn't had a bad movie in a long mm, time. He has not. A lot, a lot of people differ on him. They either love him or hate him. I, I love him. I'm firmly in the camp of I love him. All right, last five years, some of the movies, uh, The Departed, uh, Revolutionary Road, Shut, Shutter Island. Shutter Island. That was really good. Yeah. Um, there was that one with him and Russell Crowe. Yeah. What? The one where he's uh, he works in like Syria. B- Body of Lies. Yeah. Really yeah. good. And there was also Blood Diamond a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean. Just some classic movies. A, he's had a solid run. Yeah. Okay, question. See the biggest movie star right now. Yeah, actor. If you would have told me this, asked me this a week ago, I would have said no, just just because. I mean, yeah, he's up there, but I, I don't know. But having seen the movie Inception and also just judging by the, the hype that's surrounding Inception right now. The turnout. Yeah, I mean, he's for sure in the top three, I think. I think he's number one. I mean, he might be, and if he is, I'm completely okay with that. And, like, maybe not in terms of, like, sheer ability to make a lot of money at a movie, but if you combine, like, if you combine the fact that he's pretty well critically acclaimed with the fact that he does draw as much money as he does, and at this point, I mean, if Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio is in the movie, I want to see it. Yeah. And I don't know that there's any other actor out there that I can say that about. There's some guys that might bring in more money. I think Will Smith, Denzel Washington, those guys can bring in more money. Outside of those two, I don't know who it would be. I mean, I think there's a second tier. There's your George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, maybe Morgan Freeman. I mean, he's getting old. You might get yeah, him in I there. think I might. I really, really like Leonardo DiCaprio. I like Brad Pitt probably just as much as Leonardo DiCaprio. But Brad Pitt hasn't had like a stunner film in a, in a couple of years. Well, I, for for me, I I've enjoyed a lot of movies that Brad Pitt's been in, mm-hmm. but he's also had a lot of movies that have just been so so. Yeah, he's been in a lot of movies. Yeah, and DiCaprio doesn't do that to me. Couldn't agree more. I mean, look at Titanic. <laughs> something that something that <laughs> we, we don't we don't uh, endorse Titanic on the well, podcast. Well, uh, Doctor Bob, does I it. don't. Yeah, for sure. I don't have a problem with it. Um, but the thing that's going to upset me about Inception is it's a thriller. 
kind of a sci-fi thriller. It's an action. Phenomenal movie. There's no doubt in my mind it's, it is going to be the best movie of this calendar year. I don't know how many awards it's actually going to scoop. But does that matter? Not, I mean, to, not to me, but yeah, I, I'm going I'm to reference my boss at work. He, like, will not support actors that haven't won an Academy Award. Which is retarded. It's ignorant. Yeah, it really is. And I, I told him so this morning. You should have. I think there's a few other guys you might get throw in there. Just thinking off the top of my head. I think Russell Crowe is like maybe third tier now. Probably. Uh, Tom Cruise, third third tier. Johnny Johnny Depp, somewhere in there. Yeah. And then you got your comedians. I think that's a totally different yeah. totally different realm. I mean, your Adam Sandler's, your Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill. Yeah. Those guys. Zach, it's, Zach it's like a, is on the rise. Yeah, it's a, it's a different... I don't even know if you can compare. Yeah, it's, it's apples to oranges. Um, But another actor... A- apples I, and oranges are actually pretty similar. Well, they are, but when you compare them... I mean, they're both fruit and they're both round. I mean, that's true. Be like apples and zebras, maybe. It'd be like comparing soccer balls to basketballs. There's a big difference. But they're both round and balls that you... I understand that, but I mean, it's... Let me use another example. Your head <laughs> to another part of your anatomy. Alright. I don't know I don't know where you're going. Alright, whatever. Okay. Anyway. Just saying when you're trying to compare two things that you're saying are different, don't use two things that are very similar. Well, the reason they use that is because they are similar but they are very different. I don't think it's usually in that context. I think I definitely think it is. Okay. Anyway, another actor that's in Inception that is on the rise, and he was phenomenal in the film, and the past couple of films I've seen him in, he's been great, is uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, that's his name. Class. Like the guy? Real class performance in this what film. Are, I don't know who that is. What else he was in uh, 500 Days of Summer. That's it. Sorry. He was in, his most famous role is probably uh, the TV show Third Rock from the Sun. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um... Just a real, real class guy. He actually looks a lot like Heath Ledger. Really? Yeah, when you really look at the guy. Um, I don't know if he's got those chops, but he's close. Where, where do you place Jake Gyllenhaal in the whole, the whole movie star guy realm? Prince of Persia did really bad. Yeah, and I mean, I expected it to do, yeah, do that poorly. Um, if Russell, if Russell Crowe, Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp, or Johnny Depp might be a B-lister. I mean, a B in the B category. Yeah, if we're, if we're putting but, him in, like, subgroups. Yeah. If, I think if, he's probably B, B-level right yeah, now. Yeah, if Russell Crowe and Tom Cruise are in the C category, then uh, what's his name? It's probably D. Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Yeah. I thought about him when you said Heath Ledger. Yeah. Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Phenomenal film. I still haven't seen it. It's class. <laughs> Tell the podcast listeners your... Brokeback Mountain story. Alright, here's my Brokeback Mountain story. I was watching the movie over at my parents' house when I used to live there a couple years back. I was watching it in my room. My brother, his current wife, and our friend Trouble were all in Kevin's room watching something else. And they came in and saw that I was watching um, Brokeback. Brokeback Mountain. And they claim I was crying. <laughs> I believe it. Okay, I'm gonna, the scene that that was on when they walked in my room when Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway were in the backseat of the car fooling around. And I won't get into any specifics, but it's not a scene you... The only tears you would cry are tears of joy. You were sad that he wasn't doing it with Heath Ledger? No. Come on now. No. You were crying. No. I believe it. Three people tell me you were crying, I think you were crying. Yeah, three complete idiots. <laughs> hey, um, Trouble's not an idiot. If he's, <laughs> hey, if you're out there listening to Trouble, I got your back. Okay. Um, but yeah, that... That did not happen. I uh, like that story. Yeah. I, I choose to believe it. <laughs> Teach his own. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, I used to have an immense respect for Jake Gyllenhaal, but I actually have more respect for his sister, Maggie, now than I do Jake. Now, Maggie does not do it for me, man. Dude, she, I find her oddly attractive. <laughs> that, that's odd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What, what was her biggest role in Dark Knight? Probably. She's had a couple of those, I don't want to, like, generalize here, but girly films. Yeah. They were, like, fairly big. I mean, I think you can say it. Yeah. Chick flicks. Chick flicks, Rom-coms. stuff like that. Yeah. But, I don't know. I like her. My favorite Jake Gyllenhaal movie, Donnie Darko. 
I've never seen it. I saw it on Netflix the other day, and I almost watched it, but I didn't get around to it. Is it pretty pretty weird? Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I what is it, like sci-fi? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. You remember uh, Frank the Bunny? Our, our buddy yeah, Taylor came yeah. to Halloween as Frank the Bunny. Yeah. He did wear that costume for about two days straight. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> oh. All right, so... So you think Inception is your favorite movie of the year? <coughs> for sure. No no doubt about it. And, um, again, two years ago I would have said that, if knowing the films that are coming out this year, I would have said that, like, uh, a new Harry Potter movie would be my fave. But it, uh, the sixth Harry Potter movie just put a real sour taste in my mouth. So I know that won't be the case. All right, so I'm just going to drop the whole Harry Potter thing. Yeah. But we have... Very different views on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob's, wait, let me say this. Dr. Bob's one of those people who doesn't like <laughs> Harry Potter because it deals with witchcraft and it's ungodly and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm against it, man. So I'm a Christian. Clutch? So, I don't know. I, I still, have, <laughs> still have a stomach for it. I don't like it because it's a bunch of like weird little kids running around. They're like, high, are they in high school? They're, they're all, high school they're, age? The, the people are actually our age. Yeah, but in the movie. Yeah, I mean, they're now they're like 17, 18. In the movie? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look. I don't know. I'm past that. Okay. Fair Doesn't enough. Fair enough. Alright. Moving on. That's your favorite movie. Mm-hmm. My favorite television show is about to start back up this Sunday, July 25th, Mad Men. Mad Men. Um, I don't really know exactly what to say about it. We've <laughs> talked about it a little bit here before. The best thing we can say is watch it. Absolutely. But that's my favorite. What is your favorite right now? Um. Oh, that's a tough one. Mad Men's definitely up there. No question about it. Uh, I'm a big fan of It's Always Sunny. But It's Always Sunny is one of those shows where I really like the show, but I won't sit down at the same time every week to watch the show. Really? But like, if you give me, if you give me the DVDs or, you know. You sit down for like three hours. You absolutely. Watch it. Yeah. It's a, it's a show that has definite rewatchability as well. Like, I can sit there and watch it all day long. Yeah, I mean, there's some episodes I've seen like five or six times that I could watch over and over and over again. Yeah, besides Mad Men, the show I'm looking most forward to for the upcoming season is probably Community on NBC. Okay. Had a, had an absolute stellar freshman campaign. Has, has it passed The Office for you? As of right now, yeah, no question. Yeah, I, I mean, I still watch The Office every week. Or I will on Hulu whenever I get the chance and stuff like that, but... Uh yeah, community as it stands right now is a is a better show. Yeah, the, the office. I told you I'm over Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. I'm also over the office. Have been for quite a while. Fair enough. I'll I mean, still watch it if somebody's watching it. Yeah. You know, we watched it the other day. Um, just sitting around, dicking around. But yeah. I mean, I, I'm not looking for it on Hulu. Yeah, it's it's run its course to be honest. Uh, you've been watching Friday Night Lights recently. I have. I uh, started watching on Netflix a couple days ago. I'm about. 11, 12 episodes deep into the first season. I'm really enjoying it. Really enjoying it. Um, so there's one more season left? Yeah. Alright, so what's the deal with it? It's on DirecTV 101 channel I don't or really know. Yeah, it said that, and then it said that this fifth season was going to run something about NBC. I don't really know if they're putting it on the DirecTV channel or if they're actually going to put it on NBC, what the deal is, but... I don't know. I've got a lot of catching up to do before I actually get to those episodes. Well, here's what I'll say about it. Mm-hmm. NBC is struggling right now. Yeah. Has been for a while. How do they not keep that show on the air? Well, from what I read, it's never... It, it has gotten critical acclaim, but it's never had an, an outstanding number of viewers. I don't know, man. I just... I, I, I don't... I'm not disputing what mm-hmm. you're saying, but I've seen it. I loved it. I watched the whole yeah. first season. I haven't seen it since then. But I just don't understand how you don't bring a show that's good back when you're struggling that much as a network. Yeah. Promote it more. Get more people to watch it. You know, like, there's things that you can do. NBC has a lot of money. There's things that you can do about that. Yeah, definitely. It's the same thing for me with Arrested Development. I don't understand. I love Arrested Development. I don't understand how it got dropped. Like, I mean, I understand it, okay, it wasn't getting the viewers, but it's a, it's a great show. Yeah, I think it's definitely out there. Some people don't get it. Some people aren't going to like it. But that's true of any television show. Yeah. I mean, there's very few shows that the mass outside of outside of these stupid 
uh, reality TV shows like American Idol or Dancing with Stars, which yeah. I think are completely ridiculous. Agreed. Uh, now, some of the shows, I'll sit down and watch Real World or something, just for like unintentional comedy. Yeah. But like, I, I don't, I'm not watching it because I'm into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like the Jersey Shore. Jersey like, yeah, Shore. I'll watch it because I'm going to laugh at it. But it's like a comedy to me, not a drama. You for know sure. what I mean? I mean, maybe that's how. I'm not saying you're stupid if you like it, because I mean, maybe you're watching for the same thing. But anyway, I'm just saying most outside like 24 or something. There's not very many scripted television shows that everybody is going to be into. Yeah, I guess Lost, but I mean, I I very much dislike Lost. I, do I didn't want to watch it. I mean, and there's a lot of people that did, but there's a lot of people that really didn't like it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the fence about it because I've seen the whole first season like twice. And it's decent, but it's not it's not great. But everybody always says, you know, it's a show you can't watch a couple episodes of. You got to watch the whole thing. <laughs> I'm not going to sit down for no. for 300 hours and watch the whole whole damn Thank thing. You. Yeah, I've had people. Well, you didn't see him in Succession, and you just watched the fourth and fifth episode of season two. You had to watch the first of season two. Like, no, like, I mean, literally, how many times do I need to watch a show to know that I don't like it? I mean, if you're awake, let's say on average, 16 hours a day. I'm not wasting an hour of it watching Walk. It's gonna take you like three weeks to watch that whole series. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I don't even understand the argument. Yeah, and those are those people who watch Lost that want you to like Lost too. You know, like if you like it, fine, good. I'm sure it's a great television show. I didn't enjoy it. No, me either. All right, branching off from that, favorite TV show ever. <laughs> Saved by the Bell. Really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Right. I did love Saved by the Bell. Yeah, it was good. Um. I was a huge Seinfeld fan. Same here. I mean, but I guess those are like standard. I, I I got one that I don't think you're expecting. I was talking to somebody about this other day. I loved, and I, maybe I don't still, but I definitely would sit down and watch it if it's on. Andy Griffith Show. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> one. I love Andy Griffith Show. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you'd expect me to like it. Maybe. Actually, would you? Among anybody, yeah. Anybody you there. know? Yeah. yeah. I, I can say that. I'm not a big Friends guy. Just didn't really do yeah. it. I mean, look, Mom, I'll sit down and watch it, I guess. If somebody else is watching I'm not like, you got to cut that shit off. But, I mean. My uh, my favorite show ever, I don't think there's a question. It was The O.C. Now you're killing me, man. I love that show, man. Loved it. I've got all four seasons on my computer. Sometimes I'll just watch. I'll watch that season one finale. That, for me, is the greatest epi- TV episode ever made. Killing me. I'm telling you, man. Incredible stuff. A lot of people stuff. liked it. A lot of people liked it. Um, also, like, um, Pimp My Ride a lot. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Pimp My Ride wasn't a terrible show. Did you ever see Coach on Saturdays on yeah, NBC? Yeah, of course. I used to watch Coach live when I was a kid. Yeah, I did too. I yeah. loved Coach. Um, I'm trying to think. I really wasn't expecting that question. Um, I used to really be into House, but I mean, not, not anymore. Yeah. Um, My brother's I, really in the house. I loved the unit when it was on. I was very upset when it, it went off. Now, I'm not much of a TV watcher. Yeah. That should be pointed out, especially now. But when I was a kid, I watched a lot of television. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I would, I'll sit down and watch sports shows more than I'm watching any any reality TV and most scripted television shows. Though. I'm just not, I'm just, I don't know, man. I just, I have trouble with saying that, you know, for... Three months, I'm gonna spend thirty minutes a, a week watching this show, or an hour, because most most of the shows that I'll be watching are an hour. Yeah. I mean, right now for me, it's always Sunny, Mad Men. I watch the rest of Development DVDs, and I, I, essentially that's it. I tell you what, I am looking forward to is the second season of Eastbound and Down. I heard it was good. That show is class. Is that FX? No, it's uh, HBO. I think. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Oh. I forgot. Treme. Treme. See, I've never, right, I've never so seen it. Treme is an HBO show. Started started this year. Uh, they've already renewed it for next year. I watched every episode. Um, read a bunch of stuff about it. Watched YouTube videos of it. Love that show. Set in New Orleans uh, after Hurricane Katrina. New Orleans is my favorite city in America. And, yeah, I love that show. Great right. great cast. John Goodman. Yeah, I yeah. I remember you telling me that. All right, moving moving on. He won't be on there anymore, cause I, yeah. I, I, I know. Spoiler alert. Yeah, don't say it. Some people might watch it, but I know. Please watch it. Just he, watch it. He won't be on there anymore. Um, 
Right, Sad go. day for me. Really? I'm going to miss him. Like, I will miss his character. You know? It's tough, man. Um, all right, moving on from that a little bit, you said New Orleans was your favorite city. You've been to a lot of cities. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I've been to a pretty good bit in give, America. Yeah, give us your uh, top five. Top five to visit. All right, give me some parameters. Top five to visit for four days. Top five to live in. Hmm. Top five to vacation. Like, what am I? Just that you, that you liked. Okay. And I guess that means you could live there. Okay. Uh, well, New Orleans is one. Mm-hmm. And Portland's two. Okay. I did live in Portland for a little while. Absolutely loved it. The people there were great. Um, just the atmosphere, the culture, loved it. Okay. So, I mean, I, I could I could move back there any minute and enjoy my life. Um, I love New York. I guess that's like an everybody answer or whatever. But Clutch and I visited New York for New Year's. Did not go watch the ball drop. No. We spent New Year's in Brooklyn. Which was class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a hell of a time. Yeah. Uh, it was snowing. It was nice. Yeah. Stayed in Central Park. But uh, I love New York. I, I, I would like to think that I could live there for six months to a year, and that might be it. But I enjoyed it. Um, Philadelphia. Philadelphia was class. Probably number four. These are not necessarily in any particular order after those first two. Um, I love Philly. Would have loved to have spent spent a lot more time there. Um, is that grammatically correct? Spent. I would have loved to have spent more time there. Yeah. How's that? Um, I want to say the next one on the list. I mean, I'm not going to give this one to you because I've never actually been there. But the, the one city in America, if I could go to right now that I haven't ever been to, would be Austin, Texas. Oh, really? I would love to visit Austin, Texas. I think if there's one city I could just pick up and go visit and try to get a feel for. Oh, that's tough. The easy answer would be somewhere out west. Yeah. I would really enjoy going to Milwaukee. Yeah, we, we discussed that yeah, a little bit We've talked about this a lot. Um, I would also love to visit Minneapolis. Probably Minneapolis is a sick city. Yeah. Um, Alright, my fifth favorite city I've ever ever been to um definitely not one that you would ever guess but I just really enjoyed it while I was there I'm not not sure why Missoula Montana I love Missoula Montana had a nice little downtown it's pretty small people were friendly <laughs> I know man it was like it kind of at the like there's like some mountain mountainous regions around it I really enjoyed Missoula Montana probably I don't know 40 50,000 max yeah but anyway it's a good time Cool. Yeah, didn't spend much time there. Could have spent more. Yeah. Spokane, Washington is also pretty cool. Um, heard good things about about Spokane. What about you? You got five? You named a couple of them in Philly and New York. Um, I'm I'm personally a huge fan of Nashville. Okay. Nashville's got a a lot of stuff going on there, and like it's like it it's on the border between fairly big city and like a just like a good like southern city yeah you know what I mean yeah um I like the I like the cities that are that are large but not huge yeah definitely you know? like that New Orleans Portland that kind of size yeah. city is, is the kind of thing I can get into um I, I mean New York was huge yeah like a place that Philly was huge yeah you know definitely um Oh man, I don't really know. I'm a huge fan of Panama City, <laughs> so there's that. Yes, yeah, sir. Um, do you think you could live in Panama City? I, look, we, I, I've talked about this with a lot of people. I think I can live at the beach and thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, me too. Like I don't think it would get old. I don't think it would either. No. Um. Anyway, all right, you ready to roll in this contest? Yeah. Um. I haven't. I haven't lost the contest yet. You haven't. This one, um, not only because he hasn't lost a contest yet, but because I just want to up the stakes a little bit. This one's going to be a little bit tougher. Okay. I still think it's in your wheelhouse. I'm going to need your phone to do the timer because I've got my phone with the answers. All right. Here you go. All right. The over-under I'm setting is eight and a half. (laughs) How much time do I have? You've got 45 seconds. Okay. Yeah, should I write stuff down? Uh, you don't have to. Um, would it benefit me? I would actually rather you not. Okay. 
You're going to have to keep track of yeah, it for yeah, me. Yeah. And watch that timer. Yeah. All right. All right. The thing in question, the over-under is eight and a half. We talked about it a little earlier. Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. Movies he's been in. Ready, set, go. Okay. Titanic, The Departed, Blood Diamond, Body of Lies, Revolutionary Road, um, uh, oh my gosh. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't, Inception, six. Is that six? Yeah. How I many it's time? I got 20 seconds left? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, man. There's one that's right on the tip of my tongue, and I can't get to it. Brother. Two seconds. I'm done, man. Done. Just, just call it. All right. Again, it was kind of a hard over-under. I, but I, I should have gotten more than six. All right, here's, I can't think of who I would have gotten. Here's ones you missed. Okay, I'm going to say the ones you got first. Okay. You got Titanic, The Departed, Revolutionary Road, Body of Lies, Shutter Island, and Inception. I didn't get Shutter Island. I can't believe I didn't get Shutter Island. No, you did get Shutter Island. No, I didn't. I didn't say it. I said Body of Lies. I said Revolutionary Road. I didn't get it. Let me see this. I'll tell you the ones I got. I I know for a fact you did not get the Aviator. No, nope. should have. I should have got Catch Me If You, you Can. Got, you got you got Blood Diamond. Yeah. Dang, you, I didn't get yeah. Gangs in New York. You did not get oh Gangs in New York. You did not get Catch Me If You Can. Man. You did not get The Beach. The I Man in the Iron I've Mask. Never seen any of these. The, um, those two. Romeo and Juliet. Could have gotten that one. Basketball Diaries. Uh, uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I didn't have any of those. I definitely should have gotten. <coughs> I could have gotten Aviator. Probably shouldn't have. I could have gotten Catch Me If You Can. I should have gotten Gangs of New York. I can't believe. I can't believe I missed Shutter Island. If I'd have gotten Gangs of New York and Shutter Island, I'd have been there. Did I get six or seven? You got six. Dang. All right. I thought I might have seven, but. Yep. All right. That's tough. Hey, I mean, it, it was a difficult over under, but I I could have gotten it. Yeah. You know. Wow. Did it scare you a little bit when we started talking about it earlier? Um, a little bit, but I kind of did that on purpose because I knew I was setting the over-under high. Okay. Well, thanks, I guess. Yeah. I wanted to kind of be fresh on your mind a little bit, but not too fresh on your mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I thought about it earlier. Yeah. You know, because we were talking about Leo DiCaprio and Inception. I almost didn't get Inception. Which would have been Yeah, that was the last one, the last yeah. one you named. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. All right. I can't believe I didn't get Shutter Out, and I saw that like it's the last movie I saw in the theater. Dollar Theater. Check out the Dollar Theater. Dollar Theater is class. Yeah. Nobody wants to pay twelve bucks to go see a movie. No. Go see it at the Dollar Theater, unless it's Inception, because yeah. you, I mean, it's worth which it. I only paid seven fifty. I saw it man there. All right. Good work. Yeah. What's um, the movie that's coming out in December that we said we want? True Grit. True Grit. Yeah, the remake of the John Wayne. Yeah, and it's, it's a Coen Brothers film. It's got uh, who? Jeff Bridges. Um, Josh Brolin and, and uh, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Should be good. Yeah. What's your favorite Coen Brothers film? No Country for Old Men. Um, I love No Country. It's probably the movie with Jeff Bridges and uh, uh, Josh, uh John Goodman. Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. I love that. For movie. me, The Big Lebowski. You know, it's like a cult classic. It's overrated. Maybe so. But I loved it. I could name. 400 better movies. Yeah, but, I mean, it's one that sticks with you. It stays in your con- We thought about being uh, the dude and What's the other dude's name? Um, it's not Donnie. No, Donnie's a stupid dude. Yeah, Steve Buscemi. Uh, I, I don't know. Whatever. We thought about being it for Halloween. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when I saw No Country for Old Men, double feature at, at the Ray Pat Creek, um... When I saw it, that was one of the, that was a movie that literally shook me. Yeah, like I was like, "Whoa, that was awesome!" I enjoyed Fargo too. I see. I've only seen like half of Fargo. Yeah, I enjoyed Fargo. I feel like I'm missing a few, but I didn't really care for the one that they just came out with Brad Pitt and George Clooney. Burn After Reading. Yeah, I mean it was good. Look, I like it. I didn't feel like it lived up to the Coen brother name. 
I've, I've watched, I got on Netflix a couple weeks ago, Brad Pitt and George Clooney, neither of them were the best actor in that movie. John Malkovich was the best actor in that movie. Think so? No question. But who's John Malkovich? Is he, was he the boss guy? He was the bald guy. The bald guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, like, I like him a lot. Yeah. He, his best role is in the movie Rounders with Matt Damon about poker. All right. It's an absolutely badass movie. But yeah, um, I don't know. I, I enjoy the Coen Brothers. I don't. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not one of those type of people that's like, oh, it's Coen Brothers is great, yeah. like whatever, you know. But like most of the time, I enjoy their movies. Yeah, well. I, I do as well. I like that they have Steve Buscemi in them a lot. Mm-hmm. Also, talking about uh, Steve Buscemi and good television shows, good movies. He's in a Martin Scorsese is doing an HBO television show coming up. I think this fall. Um, don't remember the name of it. It's about New York. And Steve Buscemi, I think, is the lead actor. And it, it looks very, very good. And obviously, you know this. Podcast listeners, I'm a huge Scorsese fan. So. I, I like Scorsese. I like him alright. I like his I like his movies more than I like him, which I guess means I should like him. But What do you not like about him? I don't know. It just seems like, um, for example, I will use the movie Raging Bull. We, we we've discussed this and we disagree. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I can appreciate like the production value of the film and stuff like that, but I, it was the first movie I ever got on Netflix, and I was disappointed because it was uh, on all the list of greatest movies ever made. It was like firmly in the top five in every single one. Right, well, what do you look for in a good movie? See, that's tough tough to pinpoint. Um. Like, are you going entertainment value? Like, a, l- a little bit. Entertainment value is huge. Also, there's like an intellectual aspect of it. It has to, um. Get your mind to work in? Yes. Like, the plot has to? Definitely. And okay. I will say this Inception does that perfectly. Okay. Um, but yeah, Raging Bull just didn't do it for me, so I think that put a, a sour taste in my mouth about Martin Scorsese. Well, like, alright, for me. I need I need production value. Mm-hmm. Like for me to enjoy, I can't like I can like it's kind of the same thing with like a reality television. There's like that that like unintentional comedy that I can get out of a movie and enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Like I need production value in a movie if I'm really gonna like it. Mm-hmm. I need the plot to make me think, and, and I need I need the actors to be to be class. Yeah. Like I I don't have to have like like big name actors, but I need them to do a good job. Yeah. I want the filmography to be good, but like, ultimately, if it's gonna be one of my favorite movies ever, it's gotta be rewatchable. Yeah, I've gotta be able to watch that movie five times, like See, like in the in the course of a year and a half, and enjoy it every time, yeah. and hopefully, hopefully enjoy it better. Like I want it, like I want it to be kind of confusing. I mean, not always, but like to where I want it to be, there to be enough little elements of it that every time I watch it, I pick up something new. And I, I mean, uh. A lot of Martin Scorsese films do that for me. The Departed, Gangs of New York. Um, there was another one a couple of years back. Shutter Island was good. Yeah, Shutter, I mean, Shutter, Shutter Island. Uh, Taxi yeah. Driver? Do you like Taxi Driver? Yeah, Taxi Driver's good. I don't know about his rewatchability. Yeah, because he's a little crazy and yeah. he's a little weird. And... See, Raging Bull for me has absolutely no rewatchability, and it didn't like stimulate my mind any. What about Goodfellas? Goodfellas is good. Not great. I, I love good. Goodfellas. Yeah. As far as I don't know. Yeah, it was good. It's no obviously it's no Godfather or anything like that. Well, Godfather might be the best movie ever made. It's true. I mean, I look for Inception to give it a run for its money. Okay. <laughs> I'm dead serious when I say that. <laughs> um, and, and I'm I'm laughing at yeah. you. Yeah. You've never seen what maybe my uh, Godfather might be my favorite movie ever. It's not Godfather. It's probably Casablanca. Never seen it. I can't, like, we need to sit, I, I know it's kind of a romantic movie or whatever, I want to sit down and watch it with you. Watch it on subtitles. I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of the subtitles. I've come like, around. Like, it's, it's like reading a book and watching a movie all at the same time. Yeah, I've come around on subtitles. You pick up on so much more. Yeah. Now, if it's a stupid movie, like a comedy or something, I don't need subtitles. But, like, if it's a drama or something where, like, I need to know what's going on, give me subtitles, yeah. please. For sure. Like, and I, I know some people, it bothers them or whatever, and they're like, I'm just reading it. Like, but I want to know what's going on. I don't like. I don't know if I can't hear. I don't know what it is, but I need them. I appreciate them. Yeah. And it's almost better to watch it 
on subtitles, just you would not think this, but like watch it the first time without it, and mm-hmm. then start watching it with subtitles. Yeah, because you start to pick up on so much more. Definitely, definitely. You know, especially if it's something where the cinematography is really good, and you want to kind of appreciate that, then watch it without it. But then, you know, hit those subtitles up, please. For sure. For sure. Okay. Um, moving on a little. I mean, staying in the film realm. All right. Uh, comedies. Okay. My favorites. Fav- favorites, best stuff like that. Okay. Last ten years is more in my consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, I think my top five, no particular order. Super bad. Wedding Crashers. Um, hmm. I really liked um, Anchorman. Mm-hmm. Loved Anchorman. Um, probably Borat. Borat's class, yeah. And then, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Those are probably, one. off the top of my head, those are my five favorite comedies the last ten years. Super bad. Wedding Crashers are definitely up there for me. Outside of that, um, man, I could go a number number of ways with this. Any of those Judd Apatow movies with Jonah Hill, Knocked Up is I don't really like Knocked Up. I didn't like Funny People at all. I did like I really did like Funny People. I didn't man, it didn't do it for me. Like I thought it was almost sad. It was, and I will say this: I knew the stakes going into the movie. I didn't. I went into the thing. This is supposed to be a funny movie. Yeah. Which I could, I could definitely see that why that would sour you. Um, an older funny movie that I think is completely class. Mel Brooks, Blazing Saddles. Man, I mean, my parents have been telling me to watch Blazing Saddles for forever. Never seen it. Like, I, I would really like to. I've never seen Airplane all the way through. Airplane is hilarious. That's what I hear. Definitely. Also, I hear Still Magnolias is really funny. Still Magnolias is... um. It's again apples to oranges. It's not. It's not in the same vein. I mean, if if we're going back, I mean, some of those Coen Brothers films, like The Big Lebowski. I yeah, mean, I, that's probably my favorite comedy ever. If that's a comedy, I mean, it's like you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it's kind of hard to classify. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not a big comedy guy. You know that. Yeah. Um, kind of a serious dude sometimes. You are a little bit. I can crack up with friends yeah. and everything, but if I'm watching a movie, if I'm going to invest, you know, an hour and a half, two, two and a half hours into something, like, I want to be able to bring something out of it outside of the fact that I laughed a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll dick around with the best of them, but, I mean, cutting up all the time, not really my thing. No. You got to Yeah. You got to be respectable. Have an air, an air of respectability about you. All right. Have you, uh, have you read any class books lately? Yeah, I took... Took some time off after the brothers' cameras. Yeah. It took a lot out of me. Uh, you know this. Yeah. Right? It, a, it took me longer to read that book than any book I've ever read that I've actually like. Which is weird because it read. And it actually only took you three weeks. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's a long time. I, normally, I'm used to sitting down with a book in two days. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I read right after that. I read a Polynook diary. So I enjoyed. I needed something that would. Just kind of lighten me up a little bit. Now, granted, it's really dark and obscure and stuff, but I just needed something that's easy to read. You know what I mean? Just kind of, kind of get, get something that I can get through. I, I bet I wanted to read. It was like more of an enjoyment factor there. You know? Sure. Um, then I read a collection of short stories. And I'm trying to think the guy's name that wrote them, and I can't think of it right now. I'll look it up real quick. All right. Um, what about you? I just finished. See, in the past week or two, I've read a couple books. I read this book about the Vietnam War called The Things They Carried by uh, Tim O'Brien. I've heard about that. Yeah, it was recommended to me by Esquire, mm-hmm. which I swear by. Yeah, check out Esquire. Yeah, Esquire. They have class. a list right now of what, uh, 25 authors you need to know or 25 books. Yeah, yeah they've got a list for pretty much everything you need, but the main list I look at is 75 books every man should read and the things they carried was on it. Um, yeah, just a, it was a real vivid, borderline disturbing book. But, it, I mean, it, it shook me. I classify books in two categories. 
I, I know these categories, and I appreciate these. Life changers and non-life changers. And things that carry toes the line, but if I had to classify it, I would classify it as a life changer. It did change my my perspective on a couple of areas in life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> but yeah, I can definitely appreciate a good life changer. Yeah, and there's not that many of those out there. No, there's really not. Um, the collection of short stories I read was... I knew the name of what we talk about when we talk about love. Um, you read that? Yeah. Oh man, I was looking for that at the library today, and I, I mean the other day, and I couldn't find it. Cause I told you about it. No, because it's on. It's the first book on Esquire's list. Is it? Yeah. I read. It's by Raymond Carver. Yeah. Um, he's from Morgan, by the way, or lived out there for huh. a long time. Uh, I read about him, and I believe it was a black and white. He died not too long ago. Uh-huh. And somebody was writing a little biography, a little, uh, I guess, tribute to him. Sure. And so yeah, um, it's good, solid. I, I and again, I needed something that was nice and short, and so I figured a collection of short stories would be solid. Um, and I've been wanting to check them out for a while. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I wouldn't say that it was the best writing I've ever read, but um, his issues, the way he dealt with them, kind of the he delved into them, but at the same time, he kind of I want to say beat around the bush, but he. he <sighs> He gave a lot of situational stuff that you had to read into. Mm-hmm. It wasn't difficult to read into, but he didn't outright say stuff. Sure, sure. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. uh, I don't really know how to explain it. Um, but yeah, it was solid. Like, I definitely check it out, read it. Um, but you couldn't find it at the Birmingham Library? That's where I checked it out from. No, it was, um, I, lo- I actually looked it up online, and I was there the other day, and I looked for it and stuff. But when I looked looked it up online, so there were like two copies, one at, at the Central Library and one in Mountain Brook, and they were both checked out or something. All right. I took it back to Southside. Okay, cool. So, um, Anyway, the last book I finished was a book called Edwin Moore is Drunk by uh, our friend Trouble. He actually completed it. We had a bet that he couldn't write a book in a year, and uh, he did not. But he did end up finishing hey, his book. Props to Trouble because he got it done. Yeah, he did. And it, it was a fairly class book. I mean, uh, I've told Trouble this. If he's listening, he understands. It needs some work. But, I mean... This was the first draft. Yeah, completely. You're the first person... Yeah. To my knowledge, the only person that's ever read it. The only people on planet Earth that have read the book are Trouble and myself. Which is pretty cool to think about. I mean, I'm I'm hoping I'm, like, fourth in line. Yeah, I think my my brother's got the uh, the copy right now. I don't know how much he's reading it, but I told Trouble to print off some more copies, so... (laughs) Okay. How many pages? That? It's uh, two oh nine. Of like, well, like, of just like single, copy paper. Sing, yeah, single font. Uh, I mean, single space. Microsoft Word, size eleven or twelve font. Can you tell us anything about it, or do you not want you to? Or uh, I can. It's um, I don't want to delve too much into it, but it's uh, the storyline kind of mimics um. Trouble's lifestyle a little bit, and just his life in general. But I mean, there's a lot of creative aspect to it, okay. and stuff like that. It's it's again, and I told Trouble this. It's not a life changer, but I mean, it's worth a read. If you right. just read a life changer, go read Edwin Moore's Drunk. Yeah, because you you can only read like one life changer every what, six months. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't even think you want like. Yeah. You got to stay away from those because you need time for that stuff to well, sink in to sink develop. In. Because, like, right when you get done reading something, lots of times if it was really good and it really was a life changer, then it hits you really hard. And you need about, I don't know, three or four weeks to start being able to grasp what that really meant to you. For sure. You know what I mean? Because it's always more intense at first. All right, on the topic of life changers, greatest book you've ever read? Um, when I say greatest, I don't mean... It, could enco- it actually can encompass everything. Your favorite, what you think is, like, the greatest... Like literary achievement, biggest life changer, stuff like that. My favorite is one of two Hemingways. And I'm not giving you just a straight up answer. Either yeah. For Whom the Bell Tolls or The Sun Also Rises. Which I'm the, the first of which I'm reading right now. Okay. Um, the biggest one, that I, the one that I consider the greatest literary accomplishment was Crime and Punishment mm-hmm. uh, by Dostoyevsky. Yep. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite. Like, I. I read, I don't mean, I read a lot of books just because I enjoy reading. It's not like a, you know, um, I think it's hard to have a favorite. Because I think at different points in life you have, you're at different moments. For you sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, 
it's hard to classify that. I feel like because it's such a personal, such a something that has to do with where you are at, yeah. or where you are at that moment. Yeah, I would, I would say mine. Mine encompasses all aspects: literary achievement, best, greatest, favorite, biggest life changer. It's for sure the uh, the Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. Um, I read the book. It was essentially the only thing I read over like a five month period. Mm-hmm. It's it's a pretty big book, uh, but just I mean, still to this day, I read it a couple years ago. I, mean, I probably think about it daily. Do you, do you ever read nonfiction, memoirs, biographies? Okay, those things. Like I don't know that they have so much of a life changer aspect on, but I've probably read probably read more nonfiction than I read fiction. I've See, I've, I've definitely read more fiction. But that book, The Things They Carry by Tim O'Brien, was a nonfiction book. Okay. Um, I'm sure he took, you know, some creative liberties and embellishing a little bit and right. stuff. But, yeah, for the most part, nonfiction. Some of my favorite biographies that I read, I read a Johnny Cash biography. Yeah. Um, I read a uh, Johnny Unitas biography that I really enjoyed. And also, I watched Cinderella Man last night. Um, I read the book Cinderella Man, and I really enjoyed that. It had less to do with uh, James D. Braddock, mm-hmm. uh, Cinderella Man himself, and more to do with his fight with Max Baer that he fights at the end of the, the movie. Um, All right, answer me this. I know, you're, I know you're a big fan of Cinderella Man. Did you see the movie or read the book first? Be honest. Uh, I saw the movie first. I don't know. The book might have been written after the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I was watching... I didn't really realize that. I was watching... I watched it last night, and I specifically it was written by Jeremy Schapp, um, works for ESPN right now, amongst other things. Um, and he does ABC stuff, makes sense, yeah. same company. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was reading, I looked at the screenplay and uh, the story and all that stuff. He was not mentioned. Hmm. And so I think he piggybacked on the movie a little bit yeah. and then wrote, wrote the novel. I will say that uh, it was a Ron Howard, Russell Crowe. Big fan. That was that a beautiful was, mind. Together. That was the point I was trying to make. Was the the Russell Crowe connection? Because I know I know you've got a a big chub for <laughs> yeah. for Russell Crowe. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's true. Um, but uh, the the movie stayed very true to real life. That's good. That's good. Yeah, obviously they took some liberties. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, for the most part, all the all the real the factual stuff that they present as fact was was true. She visits the church, stuff like that. I don't know how all that kind of stuff happens, you know. But so, something I do want to point out while we're talking about books and film and all this other kind of stuff is most of the time the film does not. I mean, it, it you know it pales in comparison to the uh, the book, right? What book movie combo have you seen slash read that they were almost equal? Like, the, the movie might have even been better than the book. Man, I don't know. I, I thought about this the other day. I don't know if I was reading a book or I saw a book that was a movie. And I had one the other day that I was thinking, you know what, that movie was actually better. But I, I can't think of what it was right now. Was it Into the Wild? Actually, I was, yeah, we, we looked that up a minute ago. I was about that. Um, I don't think so. Because Into the Wild, uh, John Krakauer, I don't know how you say his name. Oh, that's that's how I'm going to pronounce Krakauer. it. Um kind of part of the, he, you know, he wrote the book, and he came at it from a perspective of a guy who spent a lot of time in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a rock climber, had some pretty serious, like, adventures out there alone, climbing some serious mountains and stuff, and so he brought a perspective to the novel that the movie didn't bring. Um, obviously, visually, it was nice to see it in a, in a movie form. Sure. You know? Um, and I thought Emil Hirsch did a very good job in the movie, and I think he he probably he probably portrayed Alex McCandless, is that his mm-hmm. name? Supertramp. Supertramp. Yeah. Um, pretty much uh, exactly how I envisioned it in my brain, which is not something that happens very often. Yeah. Um, I would say mom, mom, movie, book combo. Let me say this first. The movie is not as good as the book. Well, let, let me interject one thing. By End of the Wild, mm-hmm. had a very solid soundtrack in my opinion. Yeah. Eddie Vedder did it, and that definitely added to the movie. But I won't say that the movie was better than the book. Crap. All right, continue. This one that I'm about to say, the movie was not as good as the book, 
but it was pretty damn close. And that can be attributed to a number of things. Maybe the author isn't that good of a writer. You know, maybe the the filmmaker's incredible. All sort of stuff, but it's The Godfather. Okay. I read the book uh, a couple summers ago before I ever saw the movie. And then I saw the movie. And um, it was... Uh, the movie was class. The book was slightly better. That's hard to believe. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't doubt it. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, they were pretty close, to be honest. Pretty close. Well, I, I here's a question. All right, here, this is what I was thinking about. All right. Man, I'm glad I remember. Marlon Brando did it for me. Apocalypse Now? Uh-huh. I liked Apocalypse Now better than Heart of Darkness. Heart of Darkness? Which, it, and it, it's, it's kind of a shady one, because it's based off of the story, but it's, it, it differs a lot. It's definitely different. It goes into Vietnam instead of... Uh, Africa, Africa and everything, yeah. but I did enjoy Apocalypse Now much, but much more than Hard I Darkness. have Apocalypse Now on my on my computer. I've only seen about half of it. Um, I've seen bits and parts of it, like a ton of different times, but I've only seen like it in one big chunk, about half of it. Um, but I disagree. Heart of Darkness was um, it's not the greatest book I ever read, but it was it's one of those borderline life changers for me. Really? It was chilling when I read it, man. Not for me. I read it twice, um, both times for class. Maybe that had a little bit to do with it. I yeah. don't enjoy a book that I read for class near as much as... See, we had to read it in high school, and then I went back and read it a couple years ago. And it, um, In high school, I really didn't read it. Uh, but, yeah, I went back and read it, and it's top-notch. I don't know. I love the Apocalypse now. I thought it was... I'll, I'll have to, I will have to see it all the way through. Yeah, it was... I mean... Yeah. I, I mean, top... 25 movies I've ever watched, probably. Nah, that might not be saying a whole lot, but, I mean, you don't want to go overboard with these things. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Alright, we've been talking film and TV and books and everything for a while. Do you have any shout-outs to give? Um, yeah, you go ahead. Alright. Well, Portland, Portland hired a, Trailblazers hired a GM today. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal for me because we fired Kevin Pritchard I won't get into it too much. I've, I've read a lot about them. Trailblazers are my favorite, probably my favorite team out there, college, you know, professional, whatever. So, big deal to me. I really love Kevin Pritchard. I was very happy with the job that he'd done and the direction the team was headed. But we hired this guy, Rich Cho, today. Uh, he had been an assistant GM for the Seattle Supersonics slash Oklahoma City Thunder for the last seven years. And um, he's a lawyer, um, analytical guy. Does, doesn't have a basketball background. Started out as an intern, um, worked his way up, and I'm really happy with the hire. I think it's a solid move. Yeah, it sounds solid. And um, I mean, it might turn out to be a very good thing for the organization. And then I, I'll be honest. After the there's a Kevin Pritchard was fired on draft day, uh-huh. and then he ran the draft. It was it, it was a very weird circumstance. We botched it. It was horrible. I didn't have much confidence in the organization, and I feel like they pulled through on this one. It's good. So I'm happy about it. It's a big day for me. Um, and so, I mean, I, thank you, thank you, Trailblazer organization for coming through. I'm not happy about the KP firing, but I'm happy with the hire. I would like to give one shout out, and then after that, we'll move on to the to the running bet. Okay. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Jonathan Bornstein, U.S. Men's National Team left back, also plays for Chivas USA. Um, among U.S. soccer fans, fairly high profile player. Just announced today that after this season he'll be heading south of the border to play for Tigres in Mexico. Mexico. And uh, it's a pretty big deal. Um, I've never really thought he was that good, but he had some good showings in the World Cup. And to go, I mean, I understand people going overseas to play, but to go to Mexico to play, it's kind of a weird decision, but uh, I tip my hat to him. Well, I mean, if. if I mean. Will we get more exposure there? Will we play with a better team? He'll What's play. The, he'll play He'll play with a better... I don't know if his team will be better. The competition will be slightly better. But it's just a... It's a weird move, but I like it. Stepping out on a limb a yeah, little bit? Yeah, definitely. Could he have... Do you think, you know, in two years he'd have a better offer or a better chance to play somewhere else? Or do you think this is... Maybe. This is a better step... Way better stepping stone than MLS is. Okay. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. But anyway, all right. So moving on to the uh, running bet. Uh, a little bit of... Uh, background. Well, yeah, a couple weeks ago, 
I'd already lost the contest that we had. I was down three to one. We had a running bet about the MLB All Star game. Mm-hmm. I took the National League at uh, minus two and a half or, or plus, plus two and, and a half. half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they ended up winning, winning for the first time in twelve years. Yeah, something crazy. Something like weird. Yeah. And so um, I didn't end up losing four one. It was three two. I'm happy about it. Sure. But I mean, then I'm, I'm really happy about it. Happy about it. just the win. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I'm dejected that I lost. Yeah. But. Given that I already knew I was losing, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, I didn't fair just completely fall. Yeah. Um. But last week we had another running bet. I took five players in the British Open. I took Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Justin Rose, Padraig Harrington, and Ernie Els. Yep. And I believe three of them missed the cut. Um, Phil and Tiger were the only ones that made it, and they were not in anywhere near contention. Yep. Uh, you took the field. So you're up one to nil right yes, now. Yes, I am. Uh, tell them what the running bet is this week. Uh, the running bet this week is it's uh, it's a, again it's a slow sports week, <laughs> and it kind of is for the foreseeable next week or so. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Steven Strasburg's next outing is against the Cincinnati Reds on Wednesday night. He's a 21 year old phenom. Yeah. Uh, he is currently averaging six innings a game. And about eight strikeouts a game, somewhere around there. I mean, just having a phenomenal uh, rookie campaign. Anyway, so the the running bet is we've set the over under at five and two thirds innings. I took the over, so I think he'll pitch more than five and two thirds innings against the Reds. They have a very solid lineup. They're doing pretty well in terms of averages. It's also um, it's not at batting average, but yeah. in terms of their overall, it's. A, it's I took the under. It's a hitter's ballpark. It is Cincinnati. That ball, that ball yeah. skips out of there. Um, and I, I, I do think that fifth inning is going to be pivotal. Yeah, we had a hard time setting those. Yeah, we really so. did. Uh, but if it does end in a tie, if he goes exactly five and two thirds, well, he very well could. I know. Uh, is, we've got the tiebreaker for strikeouts. Um, uh, his total strikeouts in the game. We've got the over/under set at six and a half. Uh, Dr. Bob took the over, and I took the under. Uh, I mean, I like my chances. Yeah, I like it's, it's, I like my chances on the innings much better than on the than on the um, the strikeouts. And one thing I'll say is the Reds average a pretty good bit of strikeouts. They're kind of a power yeah. hitting team. Yeah. And um, Strasburg's a strikeout pitcher, mm-hmm. and I mean, this is his first year. A lot of guys haven't seen him that much, so they still don't know what his stuff's about. Uh, as far as innings go, I mean, you know, just because he's getting hit doesn't mean He's coming out. Yeah. You know, it depends on a lot of other things. All right. So so that set, um, we're about to wrap the show up here in a second, but we're going to give one last kind of shout out. It's kind of a venting. I don't know what it is, really. We're, we're going to try to keep it short because we don't want to we don't want to expand on it too much because there's a shit ton that can be said on it. Yeah, I mean like 45 seconds. Yeah. But it's the, uh, the Gulf oil spill. And um, the, the leak that is now happening. Yeah, it. Uh, they finally got it capped. The other day, but they they knew that there were going to be uh, possible, I guess, consequences to the to the to the league getting capped. Yeah, and the, you know they said, <laughs> all right, you know if it doesn't have enough pressure, then there's probably a problem. It didn't have enough pressure. They didn't take it off, and then yeah, all right. So I I could I could just have rage right here. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think you know I don't know exactly what the five stages of getting over something or whatever it is, but I'm on just denial and just just sadness. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dejected more than anything. I mean, I would like to place the blame on somebody, but it, you could place the blame on a ton of people. I'm just sad, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's I, not I, a good situation. This is not just, like, we, we joke around a lot. Yeah. I'm serious. I feel for you. For, I feel for me. Yeah. I feel for the people out there, man. Definitely, man. It's, uh, it's not, a situ- not a good situation now, and it won't be for a while. All right, we don't want to end you on a on a sad note, but I mean, I think it's something that's being our consciousness. Yeah, so. definitely more more so than movies or sports or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so that's uh, that's all we got for you guys this week. We will come back next week, hopefully with some sports. But if not, you know, I mean, hopefully you enjoyed it. We we could talk about random stuff for a while. Definitely, definitely. But anyway, so yeah, 
Comment on the blog, comment on Facebook, email me at setfiram at gmail.com, S-E-T-H-P-O-R-A-M at gmail.com. Get back with us, and uh, we will catch up with you guys next week. Yeah, look forward again, kind of close to the end of the week. Yep. All right. All right, thanks. Thank you.